The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I am your host, Dr. Drayvon James, and I am super excited about our time together today because we're going to do what we always do. We're going to explore the concept of developing a life of peace every day. That's peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Can you even imagine having a life of peace every day? Well, I'm here to tell you that yes, you deserve it. Yes, it is possible. And yes, you can achieve it. We gather here every Monday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with the sole purpose of discovering inspiring and enhancing our ability to take everything that shows up in our life, the good, the bad, and the in-between, and create a life of peace, one day at a time, one hour at a time, one moment at a time. It is with that in mind that I bring some of the most fabulous guests to you, and today is no exception. Today we have Dorea Walker. She is an energetic speaker, a dynamic leader, and an effective business professional. She has a master's degree in business administration. She has two bachelors of science in business management and human service management. She has worked for nonprofits, the military, corporate, and small businesses as a human resource manager, army staff sergeant, command judge, advocate supervisor, and a senior recruiter. She has had a few business businesses in personal development, sales, personal branding, and business marketing. Dorea is here with us today because she's going to be focusing on spiritual enlightenment and economic dominance. I am so excited. The name of this program today is I Am Worthy. Let's watch over You are worthy. Having a life of spiritual enlightenment does not mean that you cannot have economic dominance, right? We're talking about balance. In order to have a life of peace every day, you got to have balance in what I call the big three, health, wealth, and relationship. And today we're going to talk about that balance. So it's with that in mind that I bring to you Dorea Walker. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you so much, Dr. Drayvon James, for having me here today. I appreciate it. Oh, it is me who is humbled to have you here. I want to just tell our guests how we met before we get into your main thing today. I happen to be, and I think I've said this on our show before, I like the idea of meetups and Eventbrite to give you some different exposure to different things that you wouldn't normally do. And I happen to be sitting at home one morning before church and just flipping through, uh, a meetup page or Eventbrite, I think it was Eventbrite, and I saw this title 
I am worthy. And it immediately caught my attention. And I wasn't really sure what the event was going to be about, but I happened to be free at that time of day. And I went. And boy, was I just totally blessed by that afternoon. You told your story. You had wonderful other business professionals there. And it was truly an event. And I think one of the things that really made me interested, maybe I read it in the posting or you said it right away, but at some point you talked about, you know, how we define ourselves. So often we define ourselves by the roles that we play, wife, mother, sister, brother, father, you know, or the titles that we have, you know, Indian judge, you know, uh, a judge. What was it? We say that being we're children, Indian chief and judge and all those things as school teachers. I don't remember exactly how that little riddle went, but you know how that goes. We define ourselves as a, as a professional or what we do, not at all hitting the essence of who we are. You did that so beautifully at your event. You took us to the essence of who we are. So I'm excited to have you share with us today. I'll let you start. Tell us your story and just take us down this road of spiritual enlightenment and economic dominance. Wonderful. Wonderful. And I appreciate that feedback. A lot of times, you know, you, you go through things and you're not sure how or why, um, you know, you put on events and you, it, you think it was a good idea, but you're not sure if it was relevant or significant. And uh, just to hear some feedback is just so gratifying and just solidifies how a lot of things that we do in our purpose is really for the greater good and how we can benefit, all of us can benefit from walking in our purpose and, and being obedient and doing the things that we're supposed to do. So I appreciate that testimony, and I, I put it in high honor and high esteem. I, I love your, your program, Everyday Peace, um, and, and knowing what that is and, and how so much of us, so many of us are looking for peace in our lives, in our, in our health, in our bodies, in our, our minds, and in our finances. Um, for most people, the turmoil starts with our finances and or well how I say it's a projection of what's going on inside our finances whether it's good or bad a lot of times the way we um, what we're going through in our finances could be a lens to what's going on in our world and so to have peace not only in our mind and our body but also and our finances really helps us and really sets us in a place where we can dominate other areas of our lives. And so to have that peace that passes all understanding is paramount. And I also love the fact that the segment is called I Am Worthy. One of the things that I love to do is look at definitions. And the root word for worthy is worth. And it's associated with value. And value is significant, relevant, important. So when we say I am worthy, we're saying I am relevant. I am valuable. I am significant. And this is something that's in the core. No matter what we're trying to pursue in life, understanding within 
the depths of our soul that no matter what, we are worthy of it and really resonate with that and see what that really means to us as we move and navigate through life, as we're trying to get things. Because most of the time, most of the things we're trying to go after is the things we already have. So oh, we I want to stop you. That I we're already worthy. Yeah, I want to just interject right there if I can. I think that that is a great point that you just made. Most of the things that we're going after, that stuff exists inside of us. But you got to realize that you are worthy first. Yes. Right? It's not the attainment of the thing that makes you worthy. Right? We get that mixed up. I, I will be. I will. I will be so. Um, feel so great about myself when I get this degree, or when I marry this person, or when I buy this car, or when I. You know, no. Get this a million dollars. I would right. be worthy. Yeah, no. Right. right. You are worthy <laughs> first. We, we got to get the order together, right? You are worthy yeah. first. Oh, yes. Get that foundation. Once we understand the truth of that. You know, one of my favorite scriptures is um, uh, for God to love the world. Just stop right there. Just that alone when you look at world world means cosmos universe earth the world and also it means a system of thought when you understand that our world was designed for us to win on every level you talk about peace nothing missing nothing broken when you understand that there's a wholeness and there's a worthiness that not only was this world created, but you were put in the world to dominate, to, to experience all the blessings that come from it. And to know that you are here today, that you are breathing today, is a clue no matter where you're at, you are worthy you wouldn't have been in this flesh if you weren't. And, and people, you get to experience that. Yeah, people get that confused. And I want our listeners to really understand that, that, you know, I love that verse too. For God so loved the world. And there are people that sometimes you can be in positions in your life when you don't feel loved and you don't feel lovable. Mm-hmm. But that can happen. You know, but to keep that in mind is that this physical body, this flesh experience that we have, it does go through trials and tribulations. And it's easy sometimes to lose sight of the fact that when God said he so loved the world, he meant you. He meant me. The entire system. Right. (laughs) And all of our, whatever we're going through, you know, when we're on top of the world or sometimes when we feel like the world is on top of us in all of the, in all of the areas in between to not lose sight of the fact that there are no extra people that you in your circumstance, right where you are today are valuable. You are valuable. You know, I also reminded about that part in the Bible when God talks about how if you lose, you know, one coin, you may have 99 other coins. But you still fret over that one coin. And, and that's the same way it is with us. You know, we feel like, oh, I'm not that significant. I'm not rich. I'm not, you know, that talented. I'm not that pretty. And, you know, you can go on and on and on with all the knots 
And to God, it doesn't matter. You are still his special one. For God so loved the world. You are that system. So I thank you for bringing that up. Yes. So I want to share my story to, to demonstrate the what I'm talking about, the, wor- uh, the worthiness. Um, right now, I'm going through uh, a point where it's great to have titles. It's great to have accolades and different things like that. But to me, if you don't have the power or the authority to back up these titles, whether what is it, whatever it is you're doing, whether you're in the ministry or whether it's your, um, you have a leadership position in, in your job or in life or in business, what's the point of being called a manager on your job if you have no authority <laughs> to execute uh, the, the leadership role? And right now we have a lot of people with titles but no power behind it. And I really want to find out for myself if it exists, having power and authority, and then be able to show it within my life. So my life is really interesting where I've been getting a lot of opportunities to try these things out. I've been given a lot of scenarios. Some people call it challenges. Some people call it crisis. And I just call it opportunities to be able to exercise uh, my power and authority. And one of the things is what I shared at the I Am Worthy Women's Wellness event that we met in. Uh, I shared the story how I barely escaped being homeless. Uh, In the meantime, I got a job and I was able to try to get caught up on my bills and and my rent because I didn't want to be homeless. I've been homeless several times before, about two, three times before. And it was very important to keep a roof over my head. So everything I made in my job was going towards trying to maintain roof over my head. And by the time I got to the point where I finally got caught up, uh, caught up, my electricity got cut off. And at the time it was $900 to turn it back on. So I had to make a decision. I didn't have any money to do it, but I was technically working. So I was making too much money to, you know, uh, be able to go to any of these agencies. So I decided to sit in my pain. I figured, well, we went millions of years without electricity. The world seemed to kept going and evolving. So, hey, why not? Uh, so I chose to not react to life. I went ahead and, like I said, I sat in my pain. And it turned out I sat in it for four months without electricity from February to um, the beginning of July. And uh, it was an interesting time because I was, even though it was in darkness, and I made this decision, it was like the light finally went off within myself. You know, um, there was a time where uh, I just had to be still and I didn't know. And I think before this happened, 
I was asking God, I was like, you know, how do I get from where I'm at to where I'm trying to go? I didn't understand the path that I needed to go. I knew where I wanted to go. I knew where I was at, but how do I get there? And it reminded me of Psalms 23, where it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, it's like you're on this path. You know you want to get on the path, but you don't have any direction. So what happens? The shepherd shows up to show you the path. But, you, you know, you're like, wait a minute. I didn't ask for all this. You know, that's not what I asked for. I'm trying to go somewhere, and you're trying to tell me, you know, something different. And he said, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Wait a minute. He maketh me. And then after he maketh me to lie down in green pastures, it says he leadeth me beside the still waters. So what I learned with that was sometimes we have to be made to lie down before we can progress on our, on our trip, on our destination, on our journey. And I call it a sitting down moment. And when my lights got cut off, that was my sitting down moment. That was the part where he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Now, the great thing about lying down in green pastures is that lying down is the foundation. Whenever time we're trying to go somewhere, we're trying to do something, we have to check our foundation. We talked about that earlier in this conversation. It's all about the foundation. And, and the good thing is it was green pastures, so there was life. And it was, and it was there to nurture us. So he said he maketh. It's almost like he forced us. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. But after that, then we were able to be submissive. So yeah, because the point where now he that's, leads us. That sounds like, uh, you know, when you said he maketh me to lie down in green pastures, that's the trial. And that's the yeah, part yeah. that's really uncomfortable, right? I mean, you're talking about being without lights, being without electricity. But people can look through their lives. And right now, some people are without, without their spouse, without their job, without their health. And maybe yeah. you're being made to lie down in green pastures. Yeah. And to be still. It's all a part of the process. It's all a part of the journey. Before you start, and then notice this happened in the beginning of the journey. You said you wanted to do something. You said you wanted to be great. You said you wanted to do, fulfill your calling. You said you wanted to go after your dreams. You said you wanted to live a life of abundance. And the first thing he does is say, okay, you want to go? Lie down. <laughs> like, wait a minute. I need to get my running shoes on. I'm getting ready to go. I got to go. I, it's time to run. It's time to go. It's time to move forward. He said, no. The first step is lie down. Which sounds like submission, right? The first step is yes. can you submit? Yes. You want to be a leader. Can you, you follow? To, right. Can you? And then the biggest thing to understand about that is the foundation always go back to the foundation because remember we're trying to get something we already have understand that we've been given everything that pertains to life and godliness so the fact that we're even on a trip and we're on a journey in the first place <laughs> it's like hold up we're trying to go to get something we already have so i need you to sit down for a minute mm -hmm. and i need to test your foundation i need to help you to understand understand is be, having that spiritual is a spiritual gift to be able to understand what is underneath, what's lying underneath, what what is supporting your belief that you have lack, that you think you have to go on a journey to get to where you're trying to go. Mm. Let me test your foundation first. 
Let's bring life to your foundation. That's why it's green pasture. That's why you had to lie down in green pastures. But then the good thing is, then he leads you into the path of righteousness. And then it says what? He restores my soul. So me being in darkness helped me and tested my foundation, tested my faith. And what it did, it helped me to have this as a decision where I'm no longer, life is no longer um, dictating or I'm not just reacting to what life brings to me. I said, I said okay, this is it. Well, most people fight against it. I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to sit in it until I know what to do because I knew I could financially, there was nothing I could do. So I decided to sit in it and I'm telling you, it changed my life. It got to the point. So what ended up happening is I realized at that point that money was not my problem. Yeah. I didn't have the $900 to put in my account or to towards the electricity bill, but that wasn't my problem. My problem was I didn't have a financial wall of protection. So even if I had the money, I would have paid it or I would have borrowed it or whatever, and I would still have been in debt, and I would still have the same problem if life hit me again. During the same time, my car broke down. So I was having a bunch of challenges at the same time. And realizing that money was not my problem, I needed to build a financial wall of protection. And... In order to do that, I ended up making a covenant with myself. And I told myself, this is how much money I was going to put away. And I don't care what the increment was. I don't care how much it was for anybody that's listening. It was the fact that you decided to do something. Before we get into, and and this part is so important that you're going to talk about here, this financial wall of protection. I just want to make sure that our listening audience has really got the picture here, because I think you've done such a beautiful and poetic even job of describing laying down in green pastures. And sometimes when we're in the midst of our challenge and tribulations, and I am just as human as everybody else, and I'm just as guilty as just as everybody else is. Sometimes we can't see the forest for the trees, be- meaning that we don't see the blessing, you know. And I and I'm thinking to myself, how horrendous it must be to be in a place uh, six months, I think you said, without electricity. Four, yeah. yeah. Right, but. As, as you know, as we're talking now and we're comfortable and it's six, you know, you're way past that season, but you were able to see some blessings in that season, which is really a talent that the, the rest of us could really benefit from learning. You were able to see some things there so that you realize that even though the lights are off and the, and the electricity is off, because when the lights are off, for a lot of us, that may mean that the heat is not on, you know. And those, you know, I know some people have oil heat, but a lot of us don't. So if the electricity is off, the heat may be off. And uh, that, you know, the stove may not be working. The refrigerator is probably not working. There's a lot of inconveniences. But you were still able to see that you were in green pastures. And I think that green pastures is so significant because if the pastures are green, that means that there's still life. There's still nutrition there. 
there's still benefit there. Yes, there's a problem. Yes, there's a situation that's unwanted, but it's green pastures that we're lying in. And we have to shift our perspective so that we can see that the pasture is still green even though we have this major disruption going on in our life. And I think when I heard you talk, that was the one thing that your energy came across so clearly to me that here you were in this situation. And I think you told that story about how you had made the spaghetti sauce and you had put something in <laughs> And I thought that was hilarious because it's, you know, you think you're cooking by, can- I think it was candle wax or something. Yeah, so I was, um, so for me, thankfully in the state of Maryland, because it was winter time, um, when they ter- turn off the light, they didn't turn off the gas stove. So I was oh, still good. able to have heat and I was still able to cook on my stove, but I didn't have any lights to see what I was doing. So I decided one day I was going to make some spaghetti and I did it by candlelight. So I had a candle hoiled up. And I'm trying to stir the spaghetti sauce and everything. And it seemed like everything was going great until I went to taste it and realized it tastes like apples and cinnamon. I was like, wait a minute, how does it taste like apples and cinnamon? Well, I accidentally spilled some of the wax into my spaghetti because I couldn't see what I was doing. And <laughs> I ended up having apple and cinnamon. <laughs> So it was an right apple and cinnamon spaghetti. candle, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so oh I just, my gosh. But I, you know, and we can laugh about it now. And, it, and I know you have a, you have one of the best personalities I've ever met, but with, yeah. and I just want our audience to really get that. I understand. I'm praying with, with the entire, for the entire audience that uh, we will be as safe and as comfortable as we desire to be. But I know from life experience that each and every one of us is going to have to lie down in green path, meaning that we're going to have a moment in our life that just halts us. This is, whoa, what's going on here? This is not what I asked for. In that season, please find, shift your focus just a little bit. You'll shorten your stay in that, in, in that lying down, kneeling down position. If you'll shift your focus from what's going wrong to what benefits still remain. I really encourage uh, our listeners to do that. And I didn't want to gloss over that uh, because it's so very important that we understand that we are blessed, even in those trials and tribulations. I want to go to a quick um, commercial and we'll come right back after this. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Unity Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you enjoy our programming, we invite you to support it by visiting unityonlineradio.org and clicking on Donate Now. Help us continue to provide inspiring content to everyone. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Reverend Ogan Holder, taken from a talk at Unity on the River in Amesbury, Massachusetts. 
vulnerability is very uncomfortable. But as we know from so many teachings by so many people and from our own experience, the only way we will ever experience true connection is to be vulnerable, to be open. And to say, but what we say to ourselves, but when we're vulnerable, we risk being hurt. Well, you only risk being hurt, again, if you don't get a full understanding of how love works. Nothing and no one can hurt you. Nothing and no one is against you. And everything that happens in your life, as I always say, and I will always say, so if I keep saying it and you keep hearing it and you get tired of me hearing it, I apologize, but everything happens in our life as an opportunity for us to show up as God. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Take Unity Magazine with you wherever you go with the new Unity Magazine Digital Edition, available now for Android, iOS, and Kindle. It has a gorgeous new look and functionality that makes it easy to share inspirational articles. Sign up for email notifications for the latest issues, articles by your favorite authors, and topics you care about. Unity Magazine's Digital Edition is free with your print subscription, so download the app today or go to unitymagazine.org slash subscribe to find out more. Ready to roll the dice? Check out the new Intention Dice from Unity. Five dice, different colors, each with words that can prompt you to set an intention for the day, create an affirmation, or journal your thoughts. Roll the green die for abundance and see what comes up. Enriched, worthy, generous. Blue for health. Energetic, whole, radiant. Five dice, limitless possibilities for your life. Find them at unity.org dice. Enroll in the Mystery School with Maggie Whitehouse every Monday at 2 p.m. Central. Based in the U.K., Maggie is a maverick priest, comedian, and writer that'll introduce you to all things mystical. Join in the conversation with some fascinating guests and explore topics like Kabbalah, the divine feminine, shamanism, and a lot more. Explore some new ideas and provocative topics, all delivered with a sense of humor. Check out our online schedule or get the podcast on demand here on unityonlineradio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. So we're back and we're talking about this uh, financial wall. And I tell you, when you talked about this at your event, I was on the edge of my seat because <laughs> the story had been so riveting and everything that you've gone through and everything that you've done and the choices that you made. And this financial wall, talk to us about that. What is that and how does that concept come across? Financial okay. dominance? So uh, building a financial wall of protection is in the natural sense is putting money aside almost like a saving, right? You, it's a, it is a designated amount of money that you put aside to protect you against life. But it's different than a saving because usually when people think about savings, it's for a rainy day. It's for whenever something unexpected happens, then they just dip into their savings. But this is an opportunity to be able to build a wall and protect it and defend it. 
against life. Most people, like I said, for the savings, they when life hits, they say, oh, my goodness, but thank God I have savings, and they just dump that extra money uh, and, and, and suffice their needs. But what I'm saying is, because we're always talking about using our power and authority, it's the, it's the way to exercise your power and authority to be able to hold tight and defend uh, this money against life. This is saying, life, you cannot touch this money that I put aside. I don't care if I do have it. I don't care if a bill comes or life hits or there's an emergency call. You cannot have this money. You, can, you have to find another route. And this is what's so important about this financial wall because building it, and the way I did it is because I, I, I made a covenant with myself, and I said this is how much money I was going to put away. And so this money, this increment that I put away ended up being my financial wall because when I said before, money was not my problem. It wasn't because I didn't have not only because it wasn't I didn't have the money to pay my bills, it was the fact that I didn't have anything to protect me in case life hit me the next day or the next three months, or um, there was nothing to protect me when life were to hit. And we know life always hits, and I had nothing to protect me. So even if I went and borrowed all the money to get a new car, um, I would still have a car note, which was a bill. I would still have an electric bill, and things could still come at me, and I had nothing to protect it. So financial wall is building your confidence, is building this barrier and telling life that no matter what, because life has been wreaking havoc over our people, wreaking havoc, just going at and we're just running and, and we're reacting to it. But when we understand that we are worthy and learning how to be steadfast on something and holding tight and saying, no, life, you can't have this. And what is so interesting about this and this exercise is that life will respond to you. And every time I started building this financial wall and I held tight, I held tight and I defended my decision, no matter what came after, what came at me, what ended up happening is after a while, all of a sudden, money had a surface in another area. Unexpected money came other ways to satisfy those needs that I thought was so important that normally I would have just dipped into my uh, savings account for. Money had to come in another direction because I held firm and, held, and defended my decision that you couldn't touch this financial wall. Now, I, I want to interject right there because what you're saying is so counterintuitive to what we in the world do you like you said we mm -hmm. save money but we save our money and we say okay we're putting money away for a rainy day i do not like that expression but you know rain does fall on the just and the unjust so we save the money and then you're right something happens and we go to that savings and we'll take whatever we need from that savings deplete it down to take care of that emergency but you're seeing just the opposite this money was right. not going to be used for that at all. If an emergency happened, it was not going to be taken care of 
out of this financial wall money. That's right. Wow. And it's not a, it, and it's about understanding your power and authority. So let's break down what power and authority is. Power is the ability, okay? So you have power means you have ability. And authority means you have permission. So the root word for authority is author. So every time you speak something that comes out of your mouth becomes written like an author. Oh, I love it. We have this spiritual beings, because if you understand who you are, you, you are a kingdom and you have financiers, you have an army, you have protective angels, you have all these agents, these invisible agents that are here to assist us in this physical being, the physical existence. But that's a whole nother story. And hopefully you get that later. But when you understand that there are agents that goes out and carries out the word that you speak from your mouth, it's written and they go out there and they have to create it and then bring it back. As long as you don't abort it while it's in the mission, as long as you're not, uh, you don't counter it, it will go out and then it will come back. And even the Bible uh, alludes to it. It says the word will not return unto me void, meaning it can come back empty. Okay, your words can come back empty, but guess what? It also can come back full. Right. So when we have authority, it's saying everything we spoke. So when I made that personal covenant with myself, we always talk about the covenant that God made with us. What about your covenant to yourself? What about what you're speaking to yourself? And this is just this is just an example. This is just a way for us to exercise what we understand and how we understand of who we are and the influence we have not in in life. And what a fantastic way of doing it is to exercise it through our finances. That's a fun way because we can see direct results to see how it works. So this financial wall is your opportunity to exercise your authority by making a covenant with yourself and then knowing that you have the power, the ability to make it happen. And when you be steadfast and movable and defend your decision, no matter what, life will obey you. Mm. And it goes back to, for God so loved the world. This system that was created in the beginning is designed to respond to your word. So the but right system- now, it's opposite. We're, we're responding to the world instead of the world responding. Wow. Yeah, everything's topsy-turvy. I agree with that 100%. And we started off by saying you have to realize that you're worthy before you manifest the thing that you're trying to get. It's not the thing that makes you worthy. So in the very beginning, right. we started off, and, I, and I, it's so important that we get this, is that it is 
not the world. We don't respond to the world. The world responds to our command. Mm -hmm. If we choose to operate in our power. Now, let me just say this. Even if we don't choose, it's also still true because we speak so many things all of the time. We are the author of our universe. We speak so many things all of the time that we do not want, right? Yes, yes. You know, one of yes. one of my phrases I used to hear all the time, I'm so sick and tired. Well, okay. <laughs> That's a command for two things, sick and yes. tired. <laughs> right. So and yeah, we when speak. you understand that, and when you when life starts responding to you, you have to be very careful of your words. Because yeah. when it can tell when it can trust you, it will start manifesting things so quickly that, <laughs> that you won't be able to abort it in time. But you have to be able to learn how to honor yourself. What is honor? Honor is respect. Honor um, your word. You know, we're always talking about people doing what they say. Well, honor the word that you're saying to yourself. It all starts with yourself. And then everything mirrors that. If you become, if you honor yourself, guess what? Other people will also honor your word. That's right. will honor you as well. Because you start with you. Right. Right. And that's how you create a world of peace every day. When we talk about a world of peace, I'm actually talking about my individual world, but my world spills over and it has an effect on somebody else's world. And that's how we want another each other. And it keeps going and it keeps going. We are each responsible. We're each responsible for how we view our position in the world and how we create our position in the world. So, when you create for yourself a life of peace every day, nothing missing, nothing broken, wholeness, completeness, totality, it has an impact on my world. Yeah. This thing, this one anothering, it is so, so deep and so wonderful that when we really get this, when we really get this, that when you succeed, I, it takes a lot of the competition out of it so that we can really be in our essence, in, in our love, in that space of love, of knowing that first I have to know that I am worthy, irregardless of what my physical condition may be telling me, irregardless of what, you know, what lights on, lights off, it doesn't matter. It does not determine how worthy you are. Lights on, lights off, car working, car not working, you're still as worthy, as valuable to the creator. So even the fact that you get to experiences, experience these quote-unquote challenges, quote-unquote trials, is also evidence that you are worthy because you've been chosen. And if you are chosen, then you will have your lay down and green pastures moment. And, but the greatest thing is, is when you are led to still waters, that's that peace, right? And then okay. you, then the, then he restores your soul. I mean, it's, it's part of him, it's part of you being called out because all of us needs to be able to test our foundation and to be able to move forward and be effective. And as you know, the rest of the Psalm 23 and all the different things that happens after that, um, 
I, I suggest you go back and, and really look at it. It's so fantastic. But yes. we just need to, to really understand that this whole process is because we are chosen. And I thank God for my life and being able to use a situation like this and be able to see the light. And there's so many people that I've met since then and I've told this story, and no matter how much money they make or how, how less money they make or whatever, no matter how affluent they are or whatever, they all stop in their tracks because we, they understand it's not about the money. It's about the power and authority. And even with the money, that doesn't matter. Having money is not the thing. That's the end game. It's understanding your power and authority. That's where you win every single time. Understanding your power and your authority. Understanding your power and your authority. And right now, I want to speak for people. It's easy to to say that for some people when they feel powerful. We know when you when you mentioned that you've been homeless a number of times. And to understand your power when you're without one of the basic necessities can be challenging. How do you maintain? How do you understand? How do you feel powerful? And, and know your reality is that you're homeless. Yeah. So, so with me, it was, um, it became funny. It became a game because I, you know, I made the covenant. I was putting money aside. And it even got to the point where I put enough, I had made way more than the amount of money that I need to turn it back on. But by that time, I was like, well, shoot, I don't want to spend all this and give it away, and then be vulnerable again. Mm. So I'm going to keep building. And so at that point is when I I started, stopped being reactive, and now I'm being proactive. And now being without life became a choice. And it ended up lasting for four months until it got ridiculous. It was like, okay, Dorea. <laughs> it's hot in here. It's time to make a difference. I had more than enough you know, to, to turn it on and still not be hurting or, or without lack or, and I was able to sustain myself because that's the third part is to be able to learn how to sustain where you're at. You can't go to the next level until you learn how to sustain yourself and it's how sustainability is such a, such a key. I couldn't spend that money on my bills until I was able to sustain my lifestyle. And at that time, the only way to sustain is to, is to not go after another car. I had to take public transportation, figure out another way to get to work. It took more, a few more hours to get to work where it normally would take, you know, 15 minutes to get to work. Now it took over two hours. Um, and then, you know, staying without power for four months. But I had to learn how to sustain my life before I was able to be advanced to the next level. And so being able to make that choice now, going into my dark apartment, but knowing at any time I can turn my lights on, but because I had to learn sustainability and because I had to learn that, hey, I'm not going to give everything away just because I have it. I'm still going to hold fast and keep building until I'm good and ready until I have enough left over so I can still have a wall of protection, 
now it became a choice. That was where my power came. And when the when that power came, there came options. And yes. so that's how I felt powerful. Because my situations didn't change. My lights were still off. I still was carless. But now it was a decision. Oh my gosh. That's where I found my power. I got to just pause right there because the, the show is, I am aware. We're talking about two main platforms, spiritual enlightenment and economic dominance, right? But in the place of economic dominance, we could say health dominance. We could say relationship dominance because what it was is you became, you created for yourself through spiritual enlightenment options Mm -hmm. to say, I can do this or I can do that. Right. Right. And what you chose is to build this by your choice. You know, I'm going to say God inspired. You chose to build this financial wall that would be your hedge of of protection in regards to finances. We still know that God Almighty is the ultimate source. But you had this you were able to use a resource that was provided to you to create this hedge of hedge of protection. And it's not missed on me. How tempting it must have been at some points in time because i'm just imagining you get home from work there's no lights for a shower or a bath there's no you know for those who like to veg out and just take a little load off and watch some tv just to empty your mind there's none of that on the phone no (laughs) there's no so there's really you a candle we know at least one night there was some spaghetti sauce, but you, a candle, and what? Reading the Bible? What, what were you doing in there? I couldn't do anything but to sit there in, in, in darkness, in silence. And um, I, what I did was I, I got rest. It was the best sleep I ever had because everything was so dark. I was able to go to sleep. I wasn't on the phone all night because I couldn't. I wasn't watching TV. There were certain things I can do during the daylight time. So on the weekend was dedicated to cleaning and straightening up and putting things where it needs to be because obviously I couldn't figure it out at night. Um, And then at night, there was only a few things I could do. And so I ended up going to bed early. I I got rest. I got up early. I was able to be refreshed. I, and, and something happened where it just brought clarity to my mind because it removed so much clutter that I had with electricity. And by the time I got my electricity on, I'll tell you the truth, there was a little bit of grieving happened because I couldn't manipulate it on my own. I couldn't just turn off the lights and say, I want to be back in darkness again. You know, um, there was a little bit of grieving because it was so peaceful. Yeah, and yeah. I and I get it for people who have children and families that this is not realistic for me. This is not. But here's the thing: we we all everybody has their own challenges. Everybody has. If you're called and set aside, everybody has their you know lay down on green pastures moment. Yes, you know, it might be something different from other uh, members, but the same power and authority can be used in any situation where you say enough is enough. I'm going to take control of, of my circumstances, regardless if it looks like I'm losing right now, temporarily, I know I will gain in the end. Yeah. I, I think this is really, really important for our listening audience to get myself included. But 
the order is important. I can't skip the order. The spiritual enlightenment is first. This economic wall that you built. Now, do you still, do you, your lights are on, you're in a great place, and you're driving, you got your place, you're in a great place financially. What's, what's the status of the financial wall? So, yes, always. Oh, it's been amazing. I'm telling you. Um, so, as soon as I got some money built up and got everything on point, um, I lost my job. And then before I could even look for another one, another one came into my lap. Uh, this new job required that I have a job, uh, a car, because I had to commute. And because of this financial wall, um, I was able to buy a car outright, and um, but and and be able to keep it pushing and keep building uh, for even a higher salary, and that was able to replenish it. Now, here's another thing too about this financial wall: if you have to take money out of it. You have to treat it like a bank, just like a bank has to make sure if you take money out of the bank, you have to qualify. So you have to have a plan to not only replace that money, but replace it with interest. Because guess what? This is your financial wall. This is your confidence. This is, this is for you it's, personally. It's like borrowing from your 401k plan at work. <laughs> You're going to make sure that, you know, you're borrowing from yourself, which is wise. It's your money. But you're going to pay yourself back plus interest. And I, we only have about three minutes left. And I, I want to make sure that we do. I'm sure people are listening to this. I mean, not only are you a spiritual person, but you've got degrees in business management. And you understand money, obviously. You, you've done some wonderful things. How, what, how can people? connect with you and the benefit of connecting with you. Can we spend the next three minutes, just um, a little under three minutes talking about how people can connect with you? Absolutely. So you can find me usually, you can Google me, Dorea Walker. Dorea is D-O-R-E-A. That's D-O-R-E-A walker.com. You can go to my professional bio website, which will have all the links and social media um, I'm Dorea Walker on Instagram, Dorea D. Walker on uh, Facebook, Dorea Walker on Twitter. Um, basically, if you Google me, you can find me. Uh, Dorea Walker, I used to own Mind Your Business Services. Um, I own um, Mindful Business Strategies. So you'll find different things that I've done, um, pictures. You'll be able to, uh, be able to Google me, DoreaWalker.com or just Dorea Walker and be able to find me just about anywhere on the social media platform. And I also have meetup groups. If you're in the um, DMV area, I have I Am Worthy Women's Leadership event. I put on networking events for everybody, for businesses. I put on workshops, different things like that. Uh, so if you want to be a part of it, you want to follow feel free to go to my professional bio website at DoreaWalker.com and be able to link up to any of the social media sites, go to um, sign up for our, uh, our letter, our newsletter, different things like that, and just be a part of this movement. And I love to meet you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. I, I am a big firm believer in, people coming together to create something beautiful and peace, wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing 
broken in totality. To me, there can be nothing greater to, to create. And, and in that, I hope you hear love because that is the end result of all create love. And that, that is our mission here on Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James is to inspire each and every one of us to create a life of peace every single day. And when we do this, that's self-love, guys. That's self-care. Creating a financial wall, creating a, a health wall, you know, building into your health, a relationship wall, building building into your relationships, building into is so very important. It is so very important. This is Dr. Drayvon James with Everyday Peace. I want to thank our fabulous guests for being here today. And until next time, be peaceful. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.